Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Hello everybody and welcome to the Droppe Gaming podcast. Happy New Year to everybody. This is our first one of 2015 and uh, obviously Matt and I are here to join you for episode 73 and kicking off the new year. How you doing, Matt? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you and everyone. Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Um, nice. It's, yeah, whatever. Yeah, 2015. <laughs> Looking forward to a new year. It's going to be a good one, uh, hopefully. Yeah, we're positive. There are some good games coming out this year, which we're going to be uh, talking a little bit about, about what we're looking forward to anyway. Um, so I guess before we do start on that, um, what have you been playing over the Christmas break, Matt? Um, what have I been playing? I played uh, Assassin's Creed Unity mostly, just finished the story on that. I've got still got like 7 million chests to collect. <laughs> I've I've found half of them already. Actually, I'm, I think I'm about at about sixty two percent with the chests. Yeah, so I've I've probably collected seven million, and I have about you know five million yeah, to go. That sounds good. So um, yeah, there's that. That game is uh, we've got a review on the site by Eden, and uh, he we posted that a couple of weeks ago, and he um. He gave it three and a half out of five. That's a post multiple patches review. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so you know, didn't make it pretty hard to review previous to that. Yeah, he. I I agreed for the most part with his review. I thought he did pretty well with it, but um, I don't know if I would have given it a three. And I suppose three and a half is pretty fair. The game is definitely the most glitchy fucking game I've ever played in my life. Well, just watching you play here for a couple of hours while you're here, it's like a thing of comedy. Yeah. And that's what I mentioned to you before. It was like a parody of a good Assassin's Creed game. Yeah, because like you'll be walking down the street and they put all this effort into realizing the time period and the city and like the architecture is so well done and... Mm -hmm. You know the people are alive in the streets. That's the idea. Yeah, and then and you do get that feeling, like when you are just walking around. It's yeah, pretty beautiful and amazing. Yeah, exactly. Like definitely, like not to- talking bad about the fucking. That's a terrible sentence. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even pork choply. <laughs> um, yeah, like not to kind of abuse the game itself but like because the, the developers put a fucking heap of effort into it it's clear the scope of the game is huge the city is massive yeah but um yeah you'll be walking down the street and someone will just fucking appear through a wall and then disappear through another wall <laughs> or you know a, an enemy you'll kill an enemy and their corpse will fall to the ground and then just like twitch for like 10 seconds into different <laughs> positions until it finally settles and stays down. <laughs> like things like that, you know. Well, there was that one bit that you were doing like the final um, the final mission or story, I suppose. But anyway, um, the you had to kill the guards and there was one that was just moonwalking on like the edge 
and you're just sitting there watching him going, what the fuck is he doing? And he was just walking yeah. at a pretty quick pace, but in the same spot, which would have made it near impossible. Yeah, like because I'm just sitting there waiting for him to patrol past so I can yeah. jump up and stab him. <laughs> he's doing nothing. It was fantastic. And he's like glitching on a fucking invisible piece of wood. Yeah. So It's actually funny. Like I, I mentioned it to you today, playing Destiny, I was at a point where... I was just running around killing stuff and then I saw these like floating rocks on the moon and they're only small in this cave and then I walked into the cave and there was like five just rocks floating and it was so bizarre like I could walk through them they weren't really there but they were there on the screen and weird yeah yeah just little glitches that made me laugh kind of thing it was pretty good because I haven't seen a lot from Destiny, obviously. I, I'm not comparing the two games at all. Um, but, yeah, it, it's funny. It snuck its way in there. Yeah. Oh, it's just, I like, with games being as big as they are, I can understand some glitches. Mm. But I seriously hope they iron out the engine for the next Assassin's Creed when it comes out. Because it's fucking crazy. Atrocious. But, um... The new DLC for it came out this week mm-hmm. uh, or last week, I guess, at this point. Well, no, nah, this week. Thursday, just gone. The Dead Kings DLC for Assassin's Creed Unity, which is free. Mm-hmm. That's there. It's It seems to be a fairly decent-sized DLC pack. And well, it they, was about 8 gig, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. Um, but uh, they give, they've given it out for free to everyone. Because of all the fucking issues with the game, so yeah, hopefully whatever patches or bits put in fixes half that other crap too. But um, I don't know. We'll see. I'm sure it'll be fun. I was hoping to play it a bit before recording, but I didn't. So whatever, I'll talk about it on the next episode. Yeah, done. Um, anything else you've been playing? Uh, I played a little bit of. Thomas was alone on PS4, the little indie game, mm-hmm. just to show Laura because it's that's up there is one of my favourite games because it's just um, it's so simple, but it just the characters are all like sh- just shapes and it's a platformer. Yeah, yeah, but the narration of it gives them these personalities, which is just a joy to play. Mm-hmm. So I'll have to I'll have to have a go then. Yeah, it's I've been kind of putting it off because everything I've seen about it, I haven't watched videos or anything, but it's all just extremely pixelated. Yeah, and all but, locks and stuff. And I just look at it and go, I just can't be bothered right now. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a, really bad. It's but, a pretty basic um, platformer, but it is really really good and mm-hmm. really well done. They've released it on like everything. Yeah, PC. PS3, PS4, Xbox One. I think it's on 360. I'm pretty sure it's on the Wii U. It's on iOS and Android. Mm-hmm. So like, and it only takes a couple of hours to beat it. So yeah, um, yeah, oh, I definitely recommend actually. that to anyone. It's kind of different to have a game like that brought out now, and uh, it'd be good and popular. So good on them. Mm. And just based on the push in the graphics of games over a lot of other things, I suppose. Um, yeah, and then just take it all the way back to basics. It's kind of an interesting idea. And it worked so good on them. Um, 
for me, I've kind of got bored of Destiny, really. Um, I still played a little bit over the last couple of weeks, but nowhere near what I was doing originally. It just became bored, boring, really uh, fucking boring to play. Like, I played the raid the other day, mm-hmm. and so that my pet peeve with Destiny, the raiding and everything, and just the community in general, is the use of the word cheesing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, so... The origins of using the word cheesing in video games comes from like StarCraft times where you would do something where you'd you'd use a strategy which is considered cheap but which will guarantee you the win if you do it properly. And Mm. if you fuck it up, you're guaranteed to lose 100% straight away. So cheesing is like doing something cheesy Mm. but it's high risk, high reward. Now, the way they use the term cheesing in Destiny is exploits and cheats yeah that's right like, which there are a lot of people have yeah. found a hell of a lot over the last and few months see like the, the, the loot cave the loot cave was mm. an exploit but yeah. we call it a cheese that wasn't so bad because that's on that kind of falls to the developer yeah but with the raid i did the raid first time ever doing it and the first main encounter in the crota's end raid there was an exploit where you could basically so in the in this section there's a bridge that you have to make appear somehow i don't know and then kill a bunch of monsters on the other side of the bridge there's sword holders and i, I don't even know because we did it in a way where you bypass pretty much everything <laughs> and yeah. you get through it in like two minutes wow and get a heap of free raid gear as rewards. Cool. And I was just like, finished that. And I was like, yeah, okay, great. And then we got through the next section and had to stop because some of the people in the party had to leave. Yeah. But the next section as well, I'm pretty sure has a cheat slash exploit as well, or did have. Mm. And then the Crota. Yeah. Had a huge one as well. Had one where you just unplug your land cable. Mm. Like if you're the fire team leader, you unplug your land cable and disconnect and then reconnect and Crota is stuck in a nearly yeah, position. like a crouch position, yeah. Yeah, and so you can just wail on him yeah. and then win. And there and- was a few ways with that. Like there was also the, the sword bearers that came out. You could kill one and have another one come out. So you've got two swords straight away. Yeah. And then two people just go up and just wail on Crota and he dies in like, you know, 10 seconds, 15 yeah. seconds. And see, that kind of stuff... Um, just the idea of doing that raid again now that they've in theory fixed that stuff it's just like well you know it was so fucking easy before and now it's this actual challenge super hard yeah I just can't be fucking bothered yeah exactly yeah you know and that's it's sad because I'm sure it's a really fun raid to do but I'm not going to sit down for five hours or something to work my way through it and learn how to do it. Yeah, that's right. When I've already done it in like yeah, time a and fraction of the it. time. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just that really puts me off ever going back to that game because I'm just like, mm. it seems boring to me now. Yeah. Well, that's the thing with me. Like the, the missions have been done a million times by a million people, you know, and there's... I don't know, everything seems to spawn at the same spots. It's so predictable now because I know the game so well. I can literally just 
running the loops. If I'm just loop collecting or, you know, trying to get spirit bloom or whatever, I just have like a loop that I go and do and I'll go and do a patrol mission and jump on the bloody pike and get to the place I need to go and kill everything. And I just run a, like either a figure eight or just a big circle and just run around just killing yeah. things and then collecting heaps of crap. I mean, it is fun. It Like the, the thing about destiny that gets you back is the fact that the gameplay is fun. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I don't want to, I I spent time bashing my head against a fucking wall with the Vault of Glass raid. Mm-hmm. And I thought I wanted to do that again with Crota's End, but having it, having that easy mode in front of you yeah. Yeah, for exactly. just that one time mm-hmm. has put me off wanting to ever do it again. And that sucks. And, I, like, I'm not happy. Like, okay, yeah, oh, you can fucking cheat and have a great time. You've got and, some raid get, stuff. Yeah. yeah. But, like... I kind of regret doing it that way. But then again, I don't, I don't know. I just don't feel like ever fucking playing it again. And yeah. it sucks because I got the expansion pack. So I'll get another, exactly. I'll get the next one. Hopefully the next one is better yeah, with true. more stuff. but And less exploits. After having seen the, the last one, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, true. So, But anyway, whatever. I didn't play a lot of that. Um, played, played a fair bit of FIFA actually recently. With the Asia Cup going on, um, been watching some highlights and then, you know, going into FIFA and doing stuff better than they're doing on the TV, <laughs> mm. as you do in FIFA. It's just, it's so funny. I was watching the footy last, or watching the soccer last night at the pub and chatting with your mate and it just was so weird. Like, we'd both just kind of look at each other and go, why didn't he just three ball that? That's what I'd do on FIFA. Yeah, like, FIFA actually looks better than watching it live in HD. It's amazing. <laughs> it's fucking incredible. Um, but anyway, I've been playing a fair bit of that, and that's still really fun. Frustrating because I put up the difficulty because I started, like I finished a season, and then I went in and put it up to Pro or whatever the next one is. Anyway, um, and I was just getting frustrated again because I, I had been playing the whole season before on one difficulty and then you know I was kind of frustrated at the start of the season and then I'd get better and you know I'd fight better and win the ball more and all that kind of stuff so at the end of the year I was playing really well and winning all the games and then I put it up the next level and just I've, get blitzed I've won maybe 50% of the, the games and all the rest have been draws I haven't lost one yet, but yeah. it's just really pissing me off because I can't get better. And I'm just wondering if I'm getting too old for this shit. No, you just suck. Yeah, well, that could be it too. But anyway, playing a bit of that. Um, and Diablo 3 on the um, on the PS4 as well, four-player. Couch bloody co-op with the kids. It's been good fun. Yeah, that's a pretty fucking excellent game. It is. It is a really fun game. And another game I want to get, which is four-player, like, couch play, is um, Tiny Brains. I played a bit of that about six months ago, and it's you know, it's just fun. It's just little things running around on a screen that have to work together to accomplish certain tasks and do puzzles and shit like that. And it's cool, you know? 
good for when you're with your kids too because you can play the game and you know they have to work together instead of competing against each other yeah so that makes a big difference in games but anyway that's pretty much what i've been playing for the last couple of weeks since the last podcast but we are here to talk about what we're looking forward to um we have made a little bit of a list there are a lot on that are coming out that didn't make the list and we're just going to talk about some of the ones we're most excited about otherwise we'll be here forever exactly um coming out in the next couple of weeks we've got dying light um which is a zombie survival game there's a few things added to it to make it a bit different to some of the other ones Uh, open world yeah um so it's kind of like what's that other one Dead Island? Dead Island, yeah. Dead Island yep. was open world, but it kind of had this, like, uh, I it guess... Was pushy. Or, <laughs> it was kind of, um, like, satirical, mm-hmm. I guess. Like, it yeah. had, it was gruesome as fuck. It was. But yeah. it, it, it had, like, a funny side to it where you could make just ridiculous weapons and shit like that, kind of like Dead Rising style, but... Yeah, that's right. Um, She's always been known for with that. With a more complicated sort of crafting system. Mm-hmm. Now, Dying Light seems to have more of a robust kind of story. Yeah, it certainly seems to. And some of the things that they've added to it now, which I, I think is fantastic, is the... Well, it's dying light because once it gets dark, the zombies actually have heightened abilities. So that's why at night time, like you can run around during the day and they are a bit dopey. Like you can basically run straight past them. Um, in numbers, then, you know, obviously there's going to be a shit fight, but you can always, it, during the day, you've got the, the upper hand, I guess. And then at night they can sprint, they can see you a lot better. They can fucking smell you and all kinds of different shit too. But the way they've done it is that uh, I was reading a small thing about it. The, the daytime in the game goes for about 40 to 45 minutes. And then at nighttime, when you go and find your place to hide during the night, they've reduced it down to like a maximum of about 10, 15 minutes. So there's not obviously that much you can do at night. So you prepare for the next day and then they probably just go to bed and then it just zooms to the next day and it's another 40 minutes until you have to worry about it. But you have the option to stick around outside at nighttime. And there's probably... There might even be missions that you have to do at night time to keep it oh, interesting. I would think so. Yeah, so I'd they'd put them in. I'm pr- I'm looking forward to seeing how that game ends up because um, it's Warner Brothers. Mm. Uh, Warner Brothers are publishing it, and they've had a pretty good run lately. With um, I mean, obviously another game we're going to be talking about later, Batman yeah. Arkham Knight. Mm-hmm. But um, Shadow of Mordor was. WB. Yeah, true. That was a good game. And, you know, they're, they're starting to really set themselves apart as a really good publisher of video games because Warner Brothers obviously are well known for the movies Movie and stuff like that. But, yeah, um, yeah I'm definitely looking forward Cartoons. to seeing Roadrunner. <laughs> <laughs> the Animaniacs. <laughs> you run up to it of a zombie in Dying Light and just go, hello, nurse. <laughs> that was a shit joke. That was pretty bad. But anyway, so Dying Light... Um, You're a certain type of nerd, aren't you? It's being made by Techland, who, surprisingly enough, are the same people who actually made Dead Island and Dead Island Riptide. Yeah, well, I, I actually saw a thing about that and... Um... 
one of the developers came out recently and was asked at a show, you know, was Dying Light supposed to be um, Dead Island 2? And the guy said, well, everyone thought it was going to be, but it never was supposed to be, you know, a sequel. It was supposed to be its own thing. Yeah. Um, so they actually split the company and they left that main company that had been making Dead Island so that they could work on it completely autonomously, I suppose. So that's pretty good, showing uh, that they, they you know, believed they had a good thing right from the start. Mm. They've got another game which they announced, uh, Techland I'm talking about, of course, mm-hmm. which they announced uh, called Hell Raid. They announced that at E3, I think. But um, there's not much information about it. It's supposed to be coming out this year. It's like a hack and slash. Okay. Cooperative and single player type thing. Yep. Yeah. So that'll be... We'll, we'll talk about more more about that as we get more information, but there's not a whole lot to talk about at the moment. I just thought it'd be worth yeah. mentioning. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you know, all we've really got to go on with these are the things we've read about them and videos we've watched on them, really. Um, I'm really keen to get my hands on these because of what I've seen in those. And Exactly. Yeah, that's definitely one that looks like it could grab my attention for a little while. Well, Dying Light's not that far away. That's only in 10 days, so... Yeah, not long at all. Get to have a good look at that soon. Yep. Uh, Evolve. Yeah, Evolve, I have mentioned this before. I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be really good fun. The four versus one fucking online thing. It should be good, but I'm also a little bit worried about, as we were talking before, if you're in a party of five online, then it'll be a fucking awesome game. It'll be one of the best games, I think. Um, But if you're not and you're with a bunch of randoms and you don't have your communications on, like you haven't got voice and all that kind of crap turned on um i still think it's really hard and difficult i still think it would be good i mean not if you don't have um voice and you're Mm. in the four player team you're probably gonna fucking lose but that's the same as any online multiplayer yeah true a lot of them yeah but it looks good i think the that having the ability just to have that you know the four different characters all having their special abilities they have to work together um you know the concept of that versus something that starts quite small and just gets bigger and bigger and bigger so you know you have to hunt really quickly to try and find it before it gets too big um yeah i think it'd be cool i think it'd be an interesting idea so I'm looking forward to that. That one's um, mid-Feb. So 10th of Feb, we've got that marked for. And in February as well, we've got The Order, uh, 1886. Yeah. Um, so PlayStation exclusive mm. uh, by... Uh, what are the, what's the name of the developer again? They're the guys who made um, God of War on the PSP. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Believe it or not, they're taking their taking the chance with the big ones. That's a good thing. Uh, Ready at dawn. Ah. Working together with San- Sony Santa Monica, of course. But um, yeah, it's it looks good. It's set in like a sort of alternate reality, steampunk sort of Victorian England, I guess. 
where you have shotguns and crazy weapons and shit, but it's in the ye olden times. Yeah. Um, werewolves and stuff, I think, are the enemies. It it looks really, really good visually, of course, because it needs to be because it's a fucking PlayStation exclusive mm-hmm. first party game. But uh, I'm still kind of iffy on it in terms of whether or not it's going to be actually really, really good. I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure it'll be good. But obviously, we'll have to wait because uh, from the previews that I've seen, like I've read a few previews and there's mixed uh, kind of people have got mixed opinions on it. Okay. All right. Well done. Always believe what others think. So yeah, well, obviously, we'll like definitely be once, checking it out once it's out. Oh, for sure. I'll yeah. fucking it's PlayStation exclusive. I'll be getting it. Yeah, like, that's don't right. Even, <laughs> don't even think otherwise. But yeah, that that one does look pretty good. I mean, the the stuff that I've seen on it, I suppose I haven't read as deep or anything, but the things that I have seen on it, um, look good. So give it a cry anyway. Um. The next one, oh, that's, did I say the 20th of Feb for that? I don't know. It's the 20th of Feb for the order if you're looking for it. Um, then a couple of weeks after that, we've got Battlefield's new iteration, Hardline. Um, this is one that I got the alpha for on the um, on the PC. And I don't know. I talked about it before. I didn't particularly like it, and I don't know why. I enjoyed most of the other Battlefield games, um, but there was just something about this one that really seemed to just get under my skin. Mm. And I couldn't really put my finger on what it was, like whether it was the environment that I didn't like and playing on that map just didn't feel good. It was good though. I mean, it was the city and there was a heist and there was like whatever it was, 64 against 64 people. There was shit going crazy. Um the difference, I suppose, for me was that it, it, it all came to a head right in the middle because the bad guys have got to get from kind of one side and then all the way across to the other and the good guys have got to try and stop them. So at, they all just kind of met in one big spot on the map and intersected each other and it was just on. It yeah. was fucking nuts. But Fuck anyway. It. We'll see what it's like. Yeah, um, should be interesting, but it's another Battlefield. You could taste Battlefield when you played it, so if anyone knows what I'm talking about with that. Um, weird comment. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, that one's the 19th of March, so yeah, if you're a Battlefield fan, it's just a Battlefield game, so you'll probably enjoy it. Um, one that I'm looking forward to a little bit, I'm not too sure, um, but is Project Cars. Um and I'm really looking forward to it because I want a good racing game. And you're too scared to buy Drive Club, even though it's fucking awesome. Yes, because it was broken. And it's it like was. why I would not ever, ever in my wildest dreams buy Unity because it is so fucking broken. No, it's a completely different situation. I know, I know. But I just wouldn't get them because in my head now they're written off. Well, the guys who made Project Cars made some Need for Speed stuff, Need for Speed Shift, World of Speed, and Shift 2, so whatever. Cool. Um, I'm sure it'll be a great great driving game. Drive Club is still worth picking up, though, I reckon. Well, it is on sale at the moment for the next few days, so if anyone's got some coin, if this comes out before the sale finishes on the 21st, Mm. it should be all right. 
Um, Bloodborne. Bloodborne, Bloodborne, yeah. Bloodborne looks fucking awesome. Um, I never really got into the, the Dark Souls type games. Uh, Dark Souls, Dark Souls 2, Demon Souls. But this one, uh, apparently it's similar, but a little bit more fast paced. Because that was always the thing that kind of annoyed me with the Dark Souls games. Yeah. They're, they're kind of grindy and you have to be strategic. And I get that. I enjoy that in games, like needing to be tactical and stuff like that. But... Uh, needing to be a testicle. Know, Dark Souls came across as a kind of a little bit too <laughs> slow paced for me. Fair enough. Can't be having that when you can't yeah, have fun. Exactly. But Bloodborne looks really good. So um, that's 25th of March. Yeah. I'm excited for that. And then the next on my list is the 26th of March, Pillars of Eternity comes out for PC. Um, so disclaimer, this is a game that I backed on Kickstarter. So I'm kind of biased. A little bit. Well, I'll Although, talk about it because I hadn't actually really even heard about it until well, you put it on this list. I mean, I, I backed a game on Kickstarter for Vita. I can't even remember mm-hmm. the name of it. It was like Starlight Inception or something, and it was a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> so uh, I'm not afraid to say that. There's my bias for that. I backed them, and I, they fucking kicked me in the backside. Yes, that's right. Fuckers. But um, Pillars of Eternity, yeah, fucking looks good. You want to talk does. about it? Tell uh, us what well, it is. Looking at the video today and just reading a few things about it, it's made in the same vein as your old adventure games, um, Baldur's Gate, uh, Icewind Dale. Um, you know, they're probably the two biggest I remember playing from back in the day. Yeah, like Planescape Torment and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. This, this one doesn't follow the Dungeons & Dragons rules. Those ones were always... They were. Uh, they, yeah. they always followed the Dungeons & Dragons rule set, I guess. Um, but the Pillars of Eternity is from Obsidian Entertainment, who more recently did South Park's Stick of Truth, which got a mention in our last podcast. Yes. Um, and so it, it uses the same kind of isometric view as Baldur's Gate. It um, did look like that. You know, looking at the video that they had, it it reminded me instantly of those old beautiful games that I love playing, but much more beautiful. Mm. Well, Obsidian made Neverwinter Nights 2. Mm-hmm. So... Like, you get the idea. It's that kind of role-playing game with a deep, very deep involved story. Yeah. Uh, you, your party, you have your main character that is fully customizable in a million and one ways. Mm-hmm. You can pick up five companions at a time. Like, so you can have five active companions at a time in the game when you're running around killing shit. It has pause, so it's real-time... Uh, turn but you can it's real time but you can pause it to set strategies for your companions so like oh, yeah. picking and pointing them tell them what to do unpause <laughs> let them do it pause it again if you want or you can do the same old kind of uh just go in gung-ho and hope you don't die yeah that's strategy. right <laughs> so i mean i backed that on kickstarter so i'm by massively biased but i'm fucking looking forward to that so bad yeah, it actually does look really good. So that's Pillars of Eternity, like yeah. you said, 26th of March. It's a throwback um, to the kind of OG RPG games. Yeah, that's right. So, and just much deeper and all that kind of stuff as things move to where we are today. Mm. So it looks good, but not to say that there was anything wrong with those games. I loved every <laughs> one of them. Yeah, next. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Cheers. Um, 
The next one is pretty big. We just watched a few videos of it. Um, oh, my and God. Matt is very, very woody right now for this game. Um, Mortal Kombat 10 or X, um, 15th I'm of the I'm excited for it. Oh, God. <laughs> it's going to be excellent. This is going to be a whole long time of puns now. Watching the trailers was really exhilarating for me. Yeah. And he was ecstatic. Yeah. Anyway, so, moving um, right let along. Me, let uh, me no, explain. It does look. <laughs> it does look pretty fucking incredible. Excuse me. <laughs> um, yeah, we watched. There's new characters. The it's uh, obviously the current gen, so graphically it's friggin' insane. On PS3, Mortal Kombat 9 was 60 frames per second, because mm-hmm. obviously with a fighting game, you want to have that quick yeah, response definitely. time with your controls. Mm-hmm. So the new one is most likely going to be fucking 1080p and 60 frames per second. Hopefully. From the looks of the videos, they've... Because obviously NetherRealm did, in between Mortal Kombat 9 and 10, they did Injustice Gods Among Us, which Mm. had all the... So they had the super moves, which obviously they won't be using super move stuff in Mortal Kombat X because they have the X-ray moves still. Yeah. Um... They obviously have fatalities, but the stuff from Injustice that they've brought in is the interactive objects in your mm. fighting stages. Which looked really cool. They were just like, you know, chains hanging from, you know, things above you and whatnot and, yeah. and like picking a, things up and throwing them at people. Like yeah. a concrete pillar that's sort of behind you, but if you're fighting next to it, you can grab the person and slam their head into it. Mm-hmm. All that kind of stuff. The fatalities are violently grotesque yes um, extremely you know to the point where i can't unsee them now that's all i can <laughs> see guys eyes <laughs> dude walking into a sword that was fucking horrendous <laughs> now i'm kind of worried about this one to be honest because those, even r18 isn't enough <laughs> well, for those who have haven't been paying attention um the game hotline miami mm. was uh you know, top-down kind of cartoon. No, what? It's like an old-school GTA-style graphics, like GTA yeah. 1, yeah. top-down, like ultra-violent. Now... Yeah, ultra-fast too. Yeah, like awesome fun game, but extremely violent. Now, uh, Hotline Miami 2 comes out this year, and it just got refused classification Wow. in Australia. So... Well, seriously, if, if if I was sitting in on the censorship board in Australia and they came in with their five-minute fucking thing of the worst stuff that's in the game, I would have fucking gone insane. Yeah. Because we watched them and it was in context. But for those dudes, they just get to see the worst bits of stuff. Yeah. You know, no context, no nothing. Like, it gets explained to them what why they're on the screen, but not in context of what's happening. So as an old person, be looking at it just going, what the fuck kind of game is this? <laughs> it's incredible. Like seriously, uh, anybody with an internet connection, if you haven't yet and you don't mind grotesque and you can figure it out before you even click on Mortal yeah, Kombat, but go, go the, and watch a video. Go to the uh, the Mortal Kombat community YouTube, which is the official one, and they've got player trailers for at least Kano, Raiden, and Quan Chi. And at mm. the end of each of those videos, it shows a fatality for that character. Now, 
the, the other thing that the videos show is the new system in it where there's variations. So when you get to your character select screen, you select your character, and then each character has three variations to be able to choose from, which change their skill sets for the fight. So you'll have, I don't know, Kano's ones where one of them, his heart is like a electronic electric heart, and it fucking gives him more strong punches and stuff. And the next yeah. one gives him charged, laser vision. He? Like he'd slap it, and then he'd be charged more yeah. for a few moments. And then the next one was like laser vision and stuff like that. Yeah. So that really, I think, will really change up the way it works because you'll have your whatever 20 or 30 fighters and then th- basically yeah, it's now it. 60 to 90 because you yeah. can change them all up. So, And the level design looks friggin' amazing, just beautiful. Really yeah, well, sure did. Well, look, well done. and um, Very deep too. Like you could see that they weren't just fighting in a room with walls that looked really good. Like, yeah. There was multiple depths to the stuff you could see, and somewhat randomly, you know, running in the background. So, I'm very excited for this. I, I hope on the back of Mortal Kombat Nine being given an R rating, that they'll just go, "Oh yeah, Mortal Kombat X is the same gruesomeness." Yeah. So we'll give that a because it's like the X-ray moves are fucking hideous, but they were in the last one as well. And they were fairly good quality graphics in the last one. Well, <laughs> yeah. This one it obviously look looks gross, way better, too. but mm. you know, if it gets fucking refused classification, you know where I'm getting my copy from. Oh, America. Because sure. mm-hmm. I will not not have this game. You bad, bad man. So whatever. I hope um, you go to prison forever for breaking the Australian laws. You know, I think Mortal Kombat 10 is probably. Uh, a tied for second place on my top two games that I'm looking forward to. And the next, not the next one, but the last two that we're going to talk about are probably the other ones that are on the list. But um, what have we got next, Brosif? All right, so after that one, we've got uh, The Witcher 3, Wild Hunt, um, which is another Witcher game. It looks good. looks like it would be a good fun game to play. Uh, that one's um, so CD Projekt Red in Poland made that. They just pushed it back again. I think we mentioned it a lot on the last podcast. They pushed it back and said, you know, the game's finished, but we just want some extra time for for ironing out the bugs and stuff like that. So I feel like The Witcher Three is going to potentially, and I hope they don't prove me wrong on this, but I think it'll potentially be the game that reminds developers that they can actually fucking put out a game which is a commercial success and financial success for them if they take the time to not make it to make it not be a fucking mess yeah mm-hmm. like if the witcher 3 comes out and all you need is a day one patch which only does little things fine fucking beautiful yeah and then that's another warner brothers game so witcher 3 yeah. Is it? Are they yeah. um, publishing it here? Uh, yeah. It's got them on the front cover. No Warner shit. Warner Brothers Games. Well, there you go. There you go. Anyway, um, so next we've got uh, a pretty big title, um, Batman Arkham Knight. I'm super excited. This is 
Uh, you know what? I th- I feel like my top three are all tied to be number one. Because <laughs> fair enough, I'm ex- as excited for Arkham Knight as I am for Mortal Kombat X because this game, while it looks like, if in a, from a gameplay point of view, in terms of the fighting and stuff like that, it looks like more of the same from the Arkham yeah. series, mm-hmm. which is nothing. There's nothing wrong with that for me. That game, those games are a fucking joy to play. Um, obviously there's some new stuff in Arkham Knight. Yeah. Which, you know, has been upgraded a little bit, I suppose. Like the some of the villain stuff. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking more of the, you know, his ability to fly now looks a lot better. Um, I don't know, I always felt in the last, in, uh, well, going back a while now, I suppose, in the first one. Arkham so Asylum. Arkham, Arkham Asylum. Um, <laughs> I found the flying to be a bit, twitchy at times like it seemed to go either really slowly or just deviate off course and stuff like that um but watching some of the vids on this with him jumping from high heights and controlling really well and you know in the batmobile which does look pretty fucking cool um, oh, it, oh yeah doing big jumps and then getting to like the you know the point in the jump and hitting the eject button and shooting him forward and then yeah, you know, he just rockets for a bit and then opens the bat cape and starts gliding. Looks fucking sick. I reckon that'll be really fun to play. So we'll see what happens with that one. Well, the map in it apparently is because they've they've given us the Batmobile, so you're going to be using the Batmobile to to move around yeah. the world a lot more. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the map is five times bigger than that Shit. of Arkham Asylum, so yeah. it's probably maybe two or three times bigger than Arkham City. Hmm. So. Oh, it's going to be good. I'm excited for that because those games are so much fun to fucking play. And oh, just, they are. Yeah. you know, teach yourself to, to really handle the controls well and stuff like that. Which can be a bit of a pain at the beginning. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, there's a lot involved. It's worth the, taking the time to master it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last game that we have on our list here. I mean, don't get us wrong. There's probably going to be other games announced still this year that come yeah. out this year. And we did only really try and look at the confirmed dates at this point, which yeah. is only really six months worth of information for yeah. right now. The but, last one that we'll, we'll quickly mention is one that doesn't quite have a release date yet, except for saying holiday 2015. Now, in, in our list here, I've written tentative next to that because I'm not even convinced that Naughty Dog are going to have this to us by holiday 2015. But, uh, yeah, Uncharted... Which is fine. If it doesn't work properly, they yeah. will not fucking release it. At yeah. least we know that. Yeah. Naughty Dog wouldn't. Yeah. They're, they're too proud. They're like fucking rock star. It's like, no, we ain't putting out a broken game. We'll delay it and people will be happy <laughs> instead of what they seem to be doing with other games. It's kind of interesting because all of the... Uh, Basically, the major players from Uncharted 1, 2, and 3 are gone. Mm. Last year, in like the last 18 months, Naughty Dog have kind of bled out their top-level staff, you know, and um, the guys who did The Last of Us stepped in to take over on Uncharted 4, yeah, Thief's End. So, I mean, I, I have faith in them that they can do a good job, but... I'm wondering if it's going to feel m- much different to the others. Yeah, I don't know. 
I don't know. It's worth it's worth looking forward to. Fuck yeah! No matter what, that's why I've put it on the list here because as soon as it got even mentioned that they were making it, I got excited. Yeah, because I've loved all of the Uncharted games. Yeah, and really enjoyed playing them and and seeing they got grappling and a few extras. You know, there's there's more choices now. It's fantastic, and I've just finished as I mentioned, not just finished, but a little while ago finished. um, uh, Far Cry 4 mm. and fucking loved it and I can't wait for another game which is looking to be fairly similar um, yeah I mean they've if, at the same time quite different but oh, of course of course but yeah I mean it, it'll have that same kind of gameplay and I'm looking forward to that again so it's yeah. actually interesting that the new Tomb Raider I think it's called Rise of the Tomb Raider which is the Xbox One exclusive mm-hmm is slated to come out pretty much at the same time as Uncharted. Wow. So PS4 will have Uncharted and the Xbox One will have Tomb Raider. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how they compete with each other. I mean, obviously, there's no competition because they're on different <laughs> consoles. Yeah, that's they're right. They're not going to be yeah. competing. But I mean, in terms of a critical response, mm. it'll be good to see what the consumers think is the better of the two. Yeah. But anyway, so that's our list of 2015. Yeah, Uncharted, Batman, Arkham Knight, and Mortal Kombat X are my top three tied for mm-hmm. number one most excitable fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got a little bit to wait. A few yeah. months before your tops come out. Yeah, um, they keep getting fucking delayed. Yeah. That's fine. I, I don't know. I, I can't really pick any that would be the one that I was looking forward to, apart from Uncharted. Um, yeah, I'm pretty woody for that. Um, but it's, I don't know, all the rest of them I'm just looking forward to playing. So, and mm. some of them I'm yeah. even tentative. But all good. That's us for another couple of weeks, possibly. Um, until Drop Bear Gaming episode 74 rolls around. If you have a game that you're looking forward to that we didn't include on this list, feel free to email us and let us know. Mm. Definitely. And if we can find out anything about it, it'd be good to figure out what else is coming out. So do that for sure. And you can email us there. That was podcast at dropbeargaming.com. Mm-hmm. Um, you can call Matt's direct line on 555. No, no shit. Um, but anyway, yeah, get in contact with us. Let us know. Um, and we'll be back in a couple of weeks probably to talk about the games we have got our hands on um, and hopefully even Dying Light, but maybe not. We'll see how, see how we go with that one. I'm not going to make any promises at this point. So, yes, thank you very much for listening to us, rant and rave. Um, and Happy New Year again to everybody who might have not caught it at the start. So, done. See you later. Bye. Bye.